Welcome to the Tooth or Dare podcast with Irene and Katrina. The only dental podcast to bring you a Canadian RDH and an American RDH. These ladies bring you mic-dropping interviews with your favorite social media peeps and epic people doing amazing things in dentistry. Now let's put our over-gloves together for Tooth Life Irene and Katrina the Wine Genist. to another episode of the Tooth or Dare podcast, peeps. It's me, Irene, and I got my bestie here, Katrina. What's up, Katrina? Hey, girl. Hey, how are you today? Oh, I'm living my best Thanksgiving life. You are. It's, uh, it's Thanksgiving here. It's Monday, October the 12th for all you peeps, and it is Thanksgiving. So what what do Canadians do on Thanksgiving? Because I feel like, do you celebrate like a different layer of Thanksgiving? Because we celebrate like the pilgrims and the Native Americans yeah. sitting down and like yeah. breaking bread and eat. So that's what you do as well? You celebrate yeah. that? Yeah, we do. I mean, I don't, but we do. Um, my husband's family does. It's not really like a cultural thing for us as Romanians. We didn't really have Thanksgiving. Okay. So, um, but my husband's family celebrates thanksgiving and yeah so that's what that's all about i love so we that have a, for him unfortunately it's like a virtual thanksgiving this year because of all of the covid things yeah so yeah so but are you gonna do like like you have turkey and stuffing we're zooming um mashed potatoes no i ordered por- portuguese chicken and potatoes and salad and it just arrived it's on the counter in the little bag behind me there okay from our uber eats peeps um <laughs> but i think our our f- i've never cooked a turkey before have you cooked a turkey i feel like you have yeah, I like cook you're a- probably someone that's cooked a turkey i cook a turkey every year for thanksgiving at least one sometimes multiple turkeys how many people do you have over? Like, I wouldn't even know how many people a turkey would feed. Like, I know you can get different sizes of turkeys, and it's like a per pound thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, well, it depends on how much you enjoy leftovers. That's like a huge right. layer that you have to consider. Um, I will usually do like a 19-pound turkey for every like six or seven people. And I know that people listening at home are like, okay, that's like a lot of turkey. But I want to be very clear that I that's love like, turkey. I love turkey leftovers. Oh, okay. It's my so favorite how how many so of the 19 pounds for six people how many people how many days of leftovers will you have afterwards? that'll get me like two to three days of leftovers is all i'm gonna say like two to three maybe but i mean like i literally do you make a soup with the my my mother-in-law makes a soup with the bones yep. afterwards yep. like a turkey soup. a turkey stew yep and you just put in all of your leftover things and you just make it a little amalgamated concoction of delicious items look at that yeah so good. Is bored, I guess, of of jerky stuff. Well, yeah. So that's that's what's happening here. So good. We both have like have had a crazy week. Yeah. It's been crazy, um, girl. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. You you rolled in. I rolled in. I'm you here. rolled in wearing a mask and pearls, <laughs> and you're like, I don't even know where you are. Where are you recording? Yeah. Like, I don't recognize that room. I'm in. I'm at the peri- I'm at one of our perio offices. I'm at our Awatuki location. So you just like walked in, and you're like, Hey guys, sorry, can't. Can I just use your consult room to record a podcast? No, I, I'm in our conference room right now. I'm literally like, Hi. They know. They're just like, Oh, Katrina's here. She's gonna use the conference room for something. So yeah, I'm just here in the conference room. So if a doctor like barges in here and he's like, We need blah 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 stat, it's because literally like I'm here in the perio office right now. But it's good. Are they gonna like? That's too funny. Yeah. Um, that's hilarious. I recorded my Dunsplice Serona lecture 
this week. <gasps> was um, it amazing? Was really Did you just like nail it? It was so funny. I don't know if I nailed it. I don't know. It's it was it's strange because I mean you've delivered some lectures since COVID. I haven't really mm. like I've done a couple of webinars, but um, I really love being in front of people. Yeah, I feel like I thrive off of energy. Mm-hmm. So I logged in and there were three audio dudes that were there. And one of them, his name was Mike. He was really great and he was really funny. And then at one point he's like, all right, we're ready to go. I'm going to log out now. You won't be able to hear me or see me. And I'm like, but wait, Mike, but we're not going to be here You're not going to react. Like, You're not going to laugh at my What do you jokes? mean? I thought I was talking to you and I can see you. And he's like, no, nope. it'll just be you and your slides. And I was like, oh, okay. It's so lonely. <laughs> and then and it was I did it at the office so I had like set myself up near the windows had some great lighting but then I didn't realize that like patients would be walking by and saying hello and like little kids will see me and they were banging on the window oh, yeah. so then I got distracted <laughs> and I was like and I knew I it's I knew I'm like Mike if you're hearing this you don't have to pop back in but just whatever the time was 426 like cut this out yeah yeah <laughs> But I think it was good. I mean, I'm I'm excited for it. I'm hoping that it'll all be audio. The audio will be good. And um, so for those of you that haven't registered, this isn't a Dance by Serona sponsored episode. But for those of you that haven't um, registered for Dance by Serona World, you totally should. And we'll give you some more info on how to do that over the next couple of weeks. Or you could listen to the last couple of episodes. But yeah. Yeah. And you recorded yours. Yes. And yours was good. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. I mean... It, it is. It's so hard. Like, I yeah, don't think people different. realize that as speakers, I put a, a, an Instagram post together about this that I'm going to put out on Insta later on this week, but it's true. Like, as speakers, um, you know, we rely so much on the nodding of people's heads in the audience and yeah. the smiling. And when we crack a joke, like, we do want to, like, at least, like, see you roll your eyes or something to know that you acknowledge that, like, right. you know, and we want to share stories that are heartfelt so that, like, you understand. And we we want to, we we very much gauge the work that we do by how you respond. When we write our programs, we write our programs with our audience in mind. Like it's, you know, and I I don't mean to say like we have an ego about it, but we kind of do. Our ego is very much built on how our audiences respond. And when you don't get that, when you deliver a program and then you have a producer say like, oh yeah, I'll just go ahead and take that and uh, and I'm going to edit it and then it'll be put up there and then, you know, and and it disappears. Like you have no idea like who's going to be watching it or if that's going to be impactful for somebody. I mean, it's, it's really hard. So um you know same deal recorded it and um and it's it's going to be really great content but it's just it's not the same i'm so ready for things to start to go back to some variation of normal so that we can i don't know we, we are in second wave now yeah. so restaurants and things have reopened and now uh things are starting to shut down i was so excited orange theory finally opened i went to one class i'm like this is it it's great mm-hmm. And then I registered for today's class and they unfortunately had to cancel. So, you know, a lot of different things are closing and I haven't heard anything from our college yet about whether we're staying open or or closing. One amazing thing did happen this past week. So remember how we were talking about how I've never been able to treat Chris? Yeah, never been able to clean his teeth. Yeah, so that law was finally passed oh on October the eighth. Yes. Wow. So they they put out this like pretty interesting um, statement that I'm not even going to read because there's just like so many elements of it that I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe you put that in writing about like <laughs> professionalism and like 
the things that you should and should not do in in the practice with the patient. It's just it's interesting. Anyway, well, um, but so okay. So, so hold on for the Americans that are listening to this that maybe yeah. don't understand because I didn't realize this was a thing either. There's a rule where if you have a is it like that you have to define a physical relationship with somebody that you cannot treat them. You cannot have a physical relationship with a patient, which means that right. if you're married to that person and you have a physical relationship with them, you cannot treat right. them. You cannot clean their teeth. Right. Anything. And so that was the case. Anyone that you were physically in a relationship with, um, romantically, mm-hmm. married, unmarried, dating, one-time date off of a random app somewhere, like you, you could not treat them. Okay. So hold on a so second. So what if you, what if you're so like? So now listen to this. Listen to this. So now they say that if you live in the same household, or if you have lived in the same household as someone for three years or more, then you can treat them. Okay. If you're married to them, uh, you can treat them. But no, no one else. Like if you, if you, you know, whatever, had a relationship with someone like ten years ago, this one time, yeah, you can't treat so, like, that one. So, what person. about people that are like on Hinge and like go on a date and then all of a sudden like, you know, whatever, I don't know. and then the patient, <laughs> their new patient, I don't know, I don't know. I have like, no comment. I can't. I don't know. Like, so what do you do? You tell I your just doctor find like, that it's I can't like, clean it's that so person's crazy teeth. that you have to. D- right, you have to define like as how many years you have been in a relationship with someone that that allow I mean I'm yeah. I'm grateful I'm happy that this law has been passed I think like one step in the right direction because it's been decades that people have been fighting over this mm-hmm. and people have lost their licenses for yeah. it and uh, have spent tens of thousands of dollars in legal um, fees to to fight that so I mean I'm happy for it mm-hmm. but um, I just found that it funny that it was like three years like that was the magic number why not two why not ten right. like, why not five right. like three lucky number three Ugh. I'm sure there's a, a deeper seated root meaning cause yeah. effect. Or they just picked the a number out Anywho. of a hat or something and they're like, ha ha. Right. <laughs> this is what we're doing. Ha <laughs> How many leaves on the clover? <laughs> oh, yes, three. That sounds good. <laughs> well, good. I'm oh, glad man. that that passed in. Yay, Canada. Yeah. Yay, Canada. Yeah. You Yay, Canada. Doing it. Way to You're step doing up. The damn we're, thing. Getting, we're getting there. <laughs> I know. Um, oh, so, so good. yeah, so that, that was fun. Good. Um, RDH under one roof this past mm-hmm. weekend. It looked was fun. amazing. So awesome. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. I missed, I realized how much I missed like that human I connection. RDH under one roof has some of the best parties. They really like, do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, us partying last year. Oh. I don't even remember. It was like the young, young dental yeah. party where everyone was dressed up as cowboys. Oh my gosh. That was so much fun. So Caitlin from Dental Hygiene Nation was in the same like um, happy hour thing as me, and she was sitting in her office, and there's a horse on the back. Oh of yeah, her, I saw that. Like cabinet <laughs> yeah, thing. I saw that. And our thing last year was the horses in the back. Like that song was our song oh, last year. Every time we heard oh. it, we would do like a little gallop from across the trade show floor. Oh, how cute. So then yesterday she pops in and I was like, Kayla, no way. You actually have a horse in the back today. And then oh. we were just dying of laughter. But it was it was a lot of fun. It just made me realize how much I miss those like, you know, you stealing drink tickets from the door. I did not steal drink tickets. I actually got them handed to me by a person in charge. Right. So I want to right. be very okay. clear. Sure. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's go with that one. That one sounds better. She's like, okay, okay cool. she just gave me tickets. Yeah. Um, so fun. Yeah. I love that. Also, fun fact yeah. do you know um, what Darby, Baxter, Huey, and Olive are doing today? They're getting their toofs cleaned. They're getting, they're getting their dental work done. And I'm so. Aww. How much is that costing you? Um, like a lot. Four dogs four. all at the same yeah. time. Yeah, well, okay, so actually Baxter's not getting dental because he doesn't have any calculus. 
And it's like the weirdest oh. thing because I do I do hand scale my dogs at home. Yeah. Um, okay. They they let me like wrap them up in like a little burrito, like a little bl- you know towel Aww. or blanket burrito, and then I just scale them, and they're like and they're fine. Baxter. Wait, tell me about this because I've tried to do Lou and he won't like he won't let me scale him. He'll only let me brush his teeth. So you wrap him in a burrito. Yeah, you basically take like a. Like, are we talking like, about like whole wheat corn whole wheat, or like yes, a little bit of cilantro on the side? Yeah, but basically yeah. I just like I roll I wrap him up so like his front paws are like pinned down to him. So he's kind of papoosed okay. maybe I don't know, but he's like wrapped okay. up like that and then. Usually, okay, this is... And you just hold him or someone helps you hold him? Usually somebody helps me hold him. And I will say, and I don't like openly admit this, but I guess I'll admit it on here, that um, Darby likes to be sung to when he's getting his teeth cleaned and he requests typically show tunes. So usually I'm singing like Rent or something while I'm scaling his teeth and he'll let me scale it. it. Um, However, Baxter never has any calculus, but he really wants to get his teeth cleaned all the time. So I wrap, wrap him up and I like... He really wants I it. I pretend... Like he tells you that he wants yeah, like he, he wants I it. do... I clean all the others and then I get to Baxter and he like... He's irritated that I didn't clean his teeth. So I, I pretend to scale his teeth, but there's like no calculus. It's like, you know... So when, do you use like... Do you use like a little like... Yeah, it's like a like little a, sickle or a something. Freedom polisher with some no. like tooth, doggy toothpaste on it, because that would be genius. I should do that. I, and I actually, thanks to the amazing people at Dent Spice Serona, I actually do have right. my own polisher. I do so too. I now I'm like totally wondering, like, is pumice safe for dogs? I would not do pumice. And also, if you have fluoride in the polish, I probably wouldn't do that. But you can yeah, use no, no, doggy no. toothpaste. I would do just. I would use dog. So I I mix loose toothpaste. I do doggy toothpaste, like I don't know, some baking soda toothpaste. Um, that tastes like chicken. Mm-hmm. And then I do coconut oil. Oh, that's and I good. And mix it all together. Because the coconut oil is like, it's the clickbait for him. Yeah, they And like then there's that. like mixed in the yeah. therapeutic event. Yeah. He doesn't really care so much for the chicken stuff. He's like, I'm sure he can taste it's artificial. Yeah. But he really likes the He's, coconut oil. Dog, so I, that's how dogs I... Dogs are into coconut oil. Yeah, so that's are. what I do. I wonder, I could totally just make a little slurry. Can of you that imagine? You need to my, sell that, Irene. Make your, own, make your own yeah. doggy toothpaste. Lose doggy toothpaste. But oh gosh, I will say, yeah. I feel like a bad mom because I got it. So of the three that are in dental right now, they're all getting dental extractions done um, as well, which I just, first of all, what, the two of them are Chihuahua mixes. So like they're, they're prone to yeah. perio. And the problem yeah. with them being prone to perio is that because they have, you know, crowding and all that jazz that they end yeah. up, you know, needing to have extractions done in those crowded areas. So two of yeah. them are getting extractions done for that. And then Olive, my little lady, has a mesiodens. Stop. Uh-huh. She, no, does. she does. She's it. got little mesio dens, and and they're taking it they're out. They're taking it out because it's so she's gonna have a diastema. She's now? gonna have a giant diastema, like giant. Yeah, Aww. I know, but she's, she's gonna get so much food stuck I in know, it. I know, but she's so beautiful. It so why matter. do they have to remove it? It's turning black and blue. So it's like oh, they're concerned. It's they, they took a PA of it and they're like, it needs to come out. I think she, so, you know, the vet was like trying to describe to me what was happening. I think there was like a gemination happening actually, like the way that hmm. she described it. But she's got the PA, so I'm gonna um, I'm gonna get the PA You're and everything. So so lucky your vet knows anything about dentistry because mm-hmm. my vet knew nothing about dentistry, and uh, Lou had to have an extraction, and then there was necrosis, mm-hmm. and I found it and went back, and the guy was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. I'm like, 
what? They don't, so go back they don't Anyways, know a yeah. lot. In fact, so I went to no. the veterinary dental forum. I'm surprised that you're not there cleaning the teeth. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm getting, my hope is that like by next year, they'll be like, sure, bring in your Cavitron 300 and you can like clean your dog's teeth is what I'm hoping for. They don't even use ultrasonics. They do. Like I've seen videos. Yes, they do. Yours do. Ours don't. Oh, they, they should. So I, I, I took some coursework at the veterinary dental forum and it's, it's, it's the same deal. Like they do perio treatment. They're putting local delivery of antibiotics in two of areas two darby's teeth so yeah i mean it's like really cool really cool i asked what our vet does and they're like yo we just removed the calculus and then like sent me a youtube video i'm like all you're doing is super scaling like you're not even going sub g like do they probe yes like they probably should be probing they'll take x-rays they don't take an fmx but they'll take x-rays of like problematic teeth they take like PAs yeah, and stuff. Yeah, I think when when it's time for Lou to get his teeth cleaned, which probably will be, he's turning two next month. Will probably be pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna go in there and be like, let me tell you about our standard of care and let's see if we can find. Oh a my way gosh, to align I need you to put that on your Insta story, start to finish. I need Chris videotaping Tooth Life Irene walking in and telling the vet how it's gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> So um, <laughs> let me tell you about the periodontal disease process. Do you process. know who I am? <laughs> yeah. Have you heard of Arrestin? <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Well, we've got an awesome episode. Yay. Let's not waste any more chit-chat time because okay. I'm sure the peeps are sick and tired of hearing us talking all the time. They want to hear from the people. Yes. So um, can you take a guess? Any any thoughts on who this might be? I don't know. I like. I literally don't no, even of know. Of course you don't. No, you never do. I see. This is one thing that I just take off your plate for you. I like this. You're welcome. It's so good. You're very welcome. Um, so we, I, I set up this interview with a friend of mine. Her name is Anna Bogdanovic. <gasps> oh, oh. Yeah, she's awesome. So she, she is. I mean, I've known Anna for a while, and we lost touch for a few years. And then when we kind of reconnected, I was doing more with dentistry, and she was working in her parents' lab. She's done a lot since then, so we were like, I don't know, you'll, you'll get to hear a little bit of a glimpse of Irene before dentistry mm-hmm. really became Tooth Life Irene. I don't want to give it all away, but it's a different life that I had at one point, um, and it's what led me to where I am today. I don't know. So Anne and I knew each other back then, and now we became friends again, so she's got a very inspiring story. Mm-hmm. She uh, um, is a cancer survivor, um, and... I found this to be a pretty inspiring interview. And it was a lot of fun, too, mm-hmm. all at the same time. Really fun, really yeah. informative. And I think um, just a feel-good – this is going to be a feel-good episode. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so enjoy this episode, and we will see you on what Katrina says is the flippity flip. On the flippity flip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the Tooth or Their podcast with your favorite – peeps. I usually come up with something creative. Your favorite, your favorite ladies, uh, me, Irene, and the one with the red lipstick. You're like, you're like fierce today, Katrina. All the better to kiss you with, Irene. Come here. Is that the type of lipstick <laughs> that, w- is that the type of li- lipstick that would leave marks on me or is it, it doesn't. like a smudge? Look at, look at my wine glass. That's the test. Is the wine That's glass the test? The test is the, is yeah, the wine glass. Yeah, there's no, there's no lipstick, lips. It's like one of those like cover girl commercials where like the Cindy Crawford is like kissing up on a man wearing a white shirt and then she's like, hee 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 like, yeah. ooh, like nothing on his shirt. Is it like Thanks that? for making it very clear that I'm single and so my <laughs> lipstick test. 
test is about is a wine that, glass. Is that, is that the lipstick of man. the adulteress? Is that, is um, that what that is? It, that's exactly it. I can also kiss Darby and it doesn't show up on his beautifully white face. Oh so that's God. how you know it's like good lipstick. You're cute. You're really I cute. Try. I like well, it. Oh, yeah. Hey. You guys are all wondering, who's this voice? Who this is all this? True voice. I'm so excited. <laughs> background. I'm so excited for you guys to meet Peeps. We've got a guest because, of course, we have a guest every episode. Katrina and I, have you, have you noticed, girl, we've never done a solo episode? We haven't. We haven't. What I'm, would we I, talk I think, about? <laughs> well, I'm sure we would find some things to talk about. I, I'm, that will be the day. No. We should do that for like our one year. Our one year, one year, one year lingerie anniversary. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a conversation. That's a story for, for another day. day. <laughs> um, we're so excited to have our guest, guest who I've known for like way back playbacks, yeah. Anna Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich. <laughs> Anna, what is up, girlfriend? Hey, hey, hey. Thanks hey, for having me. Hey, girl, hey. Hey, girl, hey. We've been yes. talking about this for a little while, and yeah. Katrina has no idea that we'll, uh, any, anything about you. I have told her nothing about you, Ooh. and because for, for good reason. I want our episode today to be like, let's stump Katrina with all of the crazy stuff that's happened to you and yeah. see her reactions, like yeah. starting with her face Ooh. right now. Um, <laughs> So perfect lipstick because we get to see all the reaction on the oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're like mouth agape right now, right? Yeah, How do we even start that's right from the, the bottom. Now we're here. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about why I really wanted you to come on our podcast. And yeah, um, you and I kind of knew each other from a different life almost. Mm-hmm. It was um, dance time, the party girl Irene and the party girl Anna. <laughs> That did all of the crazy things in the crazy nightclubs. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Had, so right. she, she has stories about wild, crazy Irene? Yeah, Girl. probably. Yep. She's got I, some oh, good stories. I, can, I hope I win tooth or dare. Ooh, I hope. <laughs> Ooh, I hope. <laughs> so we met like many moons ago when we were under different lives and had different priorities and different circumstances and then uh, we lost touch for a little while and then we kind of reconnected within dentistry. Yeah. Anna's... I guess not recently, it's been quite a while now, um, works at a lab that her parents own has taken on like quite a bit of responsibility within the lab, rebranding it, using some of her marketing expertise to change up the the feel and the vibe and the quality of care that the, the lab provides for dentistry. So we kind of reconnected and like, I realized that a lot has changed in your life in the last <laughs> little while. Um, and I kind of want you to just talk about that a little bit. If yeah. I know it's like some of it is super personal, but mm-hmm. um, okay. So where do we think, begin? Yes, yeah, so let's start from like, the beginning. Let's start from like the party years. Yes, um, yeah. I was let's a start. Bottle service girl. Yep. And <laughs> she was my bottle, club. my bottle service girl, quite a few times. I was. Oh, I got was. Irene the hookup. What was what was Irene's bottle of choice? Ooh, that's a good question. Was <laughs> it vodka? I think Grey Goose was like the thing. That'd be my guess. Yeah, yeah, that was the thing. That... Bottle of Goose at at, at uh, music nightclub was yeah. four fifty. Four fifty. Ooh, yeah. girl. Yeah. Four fifty. <laughs> you, know, you know how much came... that bottle is? A total wine. <laughs> it, came, it came with five dollars. Uh, three mixers. And the water, water, yeah. And you had, if you wanted Red Bull, it was an extra, like eight dollars. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> gratuity on top of the Red Bull. Ooh, yeah, oh yeah, and gratuity Holy was on cow. top of everything. Yeah, on it was, everything. It was a, yeah, so, so I, I worked there when I was maybe eighteen, nineteen. I'm currently turning thirty three, so it's quite a journey, and. Um, I was kind of saving money, trying to find myself going to school, finishing marketing, and I started a jewelry company um, to just like kind of hustle. I was like, I just don't want to do the lab. I was like, ah, dentistry is so hard, Mm -hmm. so much school. And my mind wasn't really all 
focused on that. It was more of like, how can I beat my dad and be better than him and start my own Mm. company? Um, Which I did. I started a company called MWL. It was a bead company, jewelry. And I, within two months, got into Daniel Leather. So I was the first Canadian jewelry designer, self-proclaimed jewelry designer, to sell and design for Fashion Week, Eaton Center, Yorkdale Mall. It was like a whole shebang. Great. Hold on. This happens in like two months? This happens in like like two months. I don't have business cards. I was at Business Depot like literally printing. (laughs) (laughs) Cutting them on the wall. Cutting them. I didn't know anything. (laughs) They're like, do you have a website? I'm like, it's coming soon. (laughs) Check out my Facebook page. It's fine. Check out. Yeah. Facebook was a thing at that time. BBM was a thing at that time. Oh yeah. I was a Blackberry girl back then. Yeah. I used to Mm. send my, do you want to buy my beads? And yeah, uh, it, it really kicked off and it was really, it was a wonderful experience to be in. Cause I did a lot of really cool things with that. And then, um, at 24, we were going to launch the platform to sell online. It was like the biggest thing at that point in my career. Yeah. Like, wow. We're getting online. People weren't really, there was no Instagram. There was mm-hmm. none of that. So I was kind of ahead of the curve and I was very tired. I was not really focused on health. I was, I mean, I was, but not as much as I should have been. And I was diagnosed with breast cancer. At 24. At 24? Stage four. How so did you, how, how did you how, yeah, how find did that happen? Out? Like, yeah. were you doing a self-breast exam? Um, was, was your boyfriend doing I was a self-breast doing, exam? Were you doing a self-breast exam? No, my boyfriend was. Uh, <laughs> pouring Grey Goose down my throat at 24. <laughs> That's what I was doing. While <laughs> she was holding the sparklers from the bottle in the other hand. Yeah, trying to, like, sell you my side hustle jewelry business to, like... <laughs> That's what I was doing. Um, no, I felt really tired. And no matter what I did, I was always a yogi. So I loved that. And I thought that yoga is always my, you know, get out of kind of that stressful environment. And nothing was helping. I was getting skinnier and skinnier. And no matter how many Red Bulls I had, how many espressos I had, I just couldn't like get enough rest. So I felt like something was wrong. I kind of like thought I had like a sickness. And then I felt a lump and it was like a golf ball in my boob. I was like, Oh shit, this thing is, this thing is growing. We need to get it checked out. And within two weeks, the hospital was great. I um, was diagnosed at princess Margaret. They took care of me like no other. I, it was wonderful. It was a wonderful experience. And to be honest with you, it's the best thing that ever happened to me. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It changed me as a person to really ask myself, what do I want? who am I? A lot of soul searching. If, you know, I do pass away, what kind of difference, what impact, who is Anna Bogdanovich and what is my step here? And who do, who do I want to be recognized for or as? Yeah. That's kind of where my journey leads into dentistry. Did you, did you hold on? So after you had your, after yeah. you had your exam, what mm-hmm. types of treatments did you have to have? Ooh, uh, so we have the squishing of the boobs, which is the mammogram. Mammogram. Mm-hmm. Yeah awful experience. I think that's one of my, just don't like them, but I think they're great. Everybody should definitely get a mammogram. So Um, like, and, and I want to interrupt because mm -hmm. I'm 35. Irene, you're going to be 35. Right. Yeah. So we're kind Thank of in this you. weird chasm where like, cause I, I, both of my grandmothers had breast cancer, which I want to, I want to ask you about your family history in a moment, yeah. but both of my grandmothers had breast cancer. One, we lost two breast cancer. One was a survivor and ended up losing her life later on down the road. Um, and I had asked my OBGYN, like, should I get um, you know, a mammogram because of my family history. And she said, 
honest, and I hate to say this, like dental people out there, this is what she said. I mean, your insurance isn't going to cover it until you're 35. So uh, no. that was her response. Yeah. Uh, yeah um, Katrina is the American of the two of us. She, she yeah. lives in Arizona. So we luckily have universal health care here. Yeah. That mm. is covered. If it's prescribed, it's covered, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what would that you, mean to get it prescribed? So like if you... It, like if your, doctor, if your doctor says you need a mammogram, they write you a requisition for the mammogram. They send you to the radiology clinic that does the mammogram. I don't, correct me if I'm wrong. I've never had... No, before. no, that's it. That's it. And then you go, they call you. It's all done by phone. They call you. They book you a date and time. You show up. They do the mammogram and then they automatically send your results back to your doctor and your doctor calls you or if there's something abnormal, then a specialist might see you. Um, is that the experience that you yeah, had, Anna? Yeah, that's exactly the experience, how it goes. That's it's just exactly like when we goes. send a patient to a specialist, yeah. like an oral surgeon. Yeah. You write out the little script, mm-hmm, you send mm-hmm. it to the specialist, and the and specialist sees the patient, and then they send you a report. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's how it is in America, except it's like it's a little bit different because it's like, well, your insurance won't cover it. So Maybe you can just say that you're having you know, some sort of... Just say you're discomfort having a, a discomfort or, or a feel or you feel some lumps sometimes, you know, yeah. um, and you can try to get it that way. You know, it's always better to be safe. So is it I, I would think well, and that's the thing is, is in the United States, it's there are limitations to a lot of like what you can do based on what your age is. I would I I mean, what I wanted my OBGYN to say is you have a family history. And I don't, I don't know. I want to learn more about this too. But like I wear deodorant, like, and, and we've been told like the aluminum in our deodorant, like all those things. I don't know. Is that true? But, yeah. I think you should wear organic deodorant. I don't think, I don't think you should be wearing because your lymphatic system cleans out your toxins, right? So you have it around behind your, behind your knees. You have it right here by your throat, under your armpits. And all of that is used to clean out. So if you're putting something there to block that. Yeah. You're technically like right. allowing yourself to naturally, there's pores, you're all pores, your, your yeah, skin right. is your largest organ. Yeah. So allowing that to kind of breathe. So maybe take a look at, I use this beaver company. It's great. Um, I, I don't know if it's a Canadian company, uh, but they don't, aluminum free. Yeah. It's, okay. It's, yeah. I just, just stay away from it. I, that's my personal. No, I'm, I'm nervous. No. But, and I, I love this because I think it's, we need to be more risk-based about that, right? So mm-hmm. the, it, what your story is sharing is it's not about age. It's about like, this, is, this yeah. is what happened. So did you have a family history of breast no. cancer? So they do a test and I had yeah. nothing. I came up negative with everything. I had a hormone imbalance. So I had all my hormones kind of go up and down. So I got put into menopause at 25. What? So I experienced. Okay, let's go back. So you yeah. had your diagnosis. Diagnosis. Mammogram. Then what? Biopsy. So they go biopsy. in there with this, you know, little. Needle it's thing. a pen. It looks like a pen. And it's kind of like, you know, when you pop the ballpoint pen and it pops. That's what they do. Yeah. They just grab the piece of whatever they need tissue and they test it. And you know what? When you're positive, this is a good thing to know. When you're positive for things, they get back to you right away. If they don't call you, you're in the clear. If mm-hmm. you have something going on, they're on you really like they get you to all sorts of tests, MRIs, you name it, doctors, surgeons. Within two weeks, I was mm-hmm. already scheduled for an operation. I had a double mastectomy. Wow. Um, and was that your choice? Yeah, it was my choice. Yeah. Okay. So I could have taken out the lump. I could have taken off the one boob or done. Mm-hmm. But I was so young and I said, I can't sleep every night touching things. You know, you start, you yeah, start yeah, yeah, yeah. like a mosquito yeah. bite is a tumor. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, this is it? Oh, it's, yeah. it's you this- start having that. So I was like, get rid of everything. Mine, unfortunately, spread to my lymphatic system. Oh, my gosh. So I had a portion of my armpit taken out. 
Okay, so you had a double mastectomy, and we had that. I was, was that painful. I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I've heard that that is an extremely painful procedure. I think the procedure is very painful. I think it's the way you kind of view your whole experience. I went in there um, laughing and being a weirdo as I am, and <laughs> I think positivity is the number one thing. I think brain and mind is mm-hmm. where you have to go mm-hmm. in whatever situation you're put in. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, anxiety is a real thing. PTSD is a real thing. So yeah, there was tough days for sure. There's days where you're like, I'm fucking dying. What's up? Mm. But then you're like, no, I'm not allowing that to be bigger than me or better than me. Mm -hmm. I control myself and Mm -hmm. I got this. You got this boo. Crazy that you had that mindset at such a young age. Yeah. Something so big and so complex. And I mean, it was the complete opposite of, of, our lifestyle. What, what most of time, us were doing like, at 24. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's just the complete opposite of what our lives were like at the time. Like our lives were like, you know, work through, do whatever we do Monday to Thursday. And then Friday night, we're going to go and party. And oh, don't think I did not party. Don't yeah. you know, think I did not. I was 25 in chemo wearing a wig and I would get hot and just rip it off in the middle of the night. Oh, no way. Good yeah, for you. I didn't care. Oh no. I lived. You. I lived because you really realize, you know, all you have is today present. You can plan a million things for the future and that's great. Everybody should have goals. And I write my goals and affirmations every day, but you just have right now. That's it. Yeah. And I think we forget to live like that. Yeah. And that was, well, of course. Yeah. Of course we do. We, we get wrapped up in all of these other like things, all these annoyances that we, we don't even realize. Like there are some people that are fighting for their lives or being told, you yeah. know, these things at 24. Yeah. Yeah. I got, I got um, hit in the, I got hit on the deep end. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I really did. But yeah, I was great. Oh yeah. I did everything. So I did the traditional, you know, whole chemo thing. The menopause thing. Menopause what, what, at 25. Chemo so throws did, you into menopause, right? That's what yeah, you're saying? No, is like, they put me in menopause. because They put you? Mm-hmm. By induced, induced by medication? Yeah, by medication. I was an induced med- and menopause. So that was the, I think that was the hardest battle for me because they were like, well, we can't freeze your eggs because it's going to grow the hormone. You need hormones to do that, but your hormones right. are out of whack. It's going to grow everything. So we're going to put you in menopause and hopefully you come out of it and you can have kids when you're done with all this. So thankfully we're good. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we're how long good. were you in that induced menopause <clears throat> oh, for? Probably like three years. Yeah, and what did that feel like? Did it feel like the traditional menopause that traditional everyone goes through? You menopause, get the hot flashes, the mood swings. I may really? go through it twice in my life. I'm lucky. <laughs> yes. I'm lucky. I did a lot of different things. So I did, I traveled a lot by myself. That was fun. I did mm. a lot of animal therapy. Very Where'd weird. You, where did you travel to? Yeah, where did you? Is this like Eat, Pray, Love? Like you're like, yeah, I was an Eat, Pray, Love. I was. Her Instagram has some pretty epic travel photos. Yeah, I went. I I went to Dubai on a. This is where I started saying, okay, who do I want to be now? Now I was like, okay, when I beat this, what am I gonna do? So my main goal was, I'm gonna take care of my parents the way that they took care of me because nobody. I was very blessed in that situation to have that opportunity to have family and an amazing group of people to surround myself with. I really, really have to give thanks to those people that were around, you know, cause that's very important to have as well. And I know how blessed I am to have that. Um, so I was like, you know what, what am I going to do? Fuck it. I'm going to take over the lab. I'm going to be the best lab tech. I'm going to take over everything. I'm going <laughs> to learn as much as I can learn. I don't have school and I never took science. So I was like, how do I get into school now? I, I don't even have a credit in science. So I'm like, I'm just going to go online. I'm going to talk to as many people as I can and 
read as many books as I can. And maybe I don't need a crazy diploma, which is always great to have. And I hopefully one day will get it. But I threw myself in the lab and wow. I went to Dubai for a dental convention. Maybe what was that like? That was fun. They had was all it? the new scanners and all the new stuff and they were pushing, you know, crazy cosmetic stuff. I went to yeah. courses. I didn't know what they were talking about. I was learning. I, is there a, a place coming to go, out to go to like, to go <laughs> I to know Dubai, to go to, to Dubai, like, probably one of the best dental conferences in the world. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. like, I don't know what they were talking about. I just went, cause I wanted <laughs> to learn there. This yeah. guy named Michael Appa was there. I don't know. I don't know. This is fun. I'm like, this is a burr, a, a burr. <laughs> What's a burr? How does one come What a suction wet. So I spent, I went to Amsterdam, I went to Europe, I did, but I spent a lot of time in Bahamas. At Which I feel like you probably time. needed, right? Like you're going through chemotherapy, you're taking all of these <clears throat> hormones yeah. to like stop an otherwise natural process in your body when mm-hmm. you're in your early mid twenties mm-hmm. as a woman. Um, it, it makes sense that you would need to do like restorative things, not just emotionally, but also physically. That oh, makes yeah. sense. And you yeah. have to find yourself. How much of the stuff that you did, do you think that you did it um, because it was, you you perhaps thought it would be therapeutic or how much of it do you think you did because you were at that moment where you were trying to find whoever you were trying to be or going to be uh, and you were looking for your thing? Like, I always wonder that about people that try new things. And I wonder, like, do they try new things because they really have a passion for trying new things or are they trying new things to figure out who the human inside of them is? For me, it was more the first year. I think it was more like, oh shit, I'm fucking dying. I haven't done this. I haven't done this. Um, forget about money. Like, who am I? Oh, who cares about, you know, the newest clothes, the newest whatever. Like, let's just go. Oh, Van Gogh. I want to go see his museum in Amsterdam. I'm going. I spent a whole day there. You know, just things like that. Oh, okay. I've never snorkeled before. Like, let me just dive myself. And I think throwing myself in these situations. And when you're in chemo, people are like, oh, you shouldn't travel bed rest. Don't go anywhere. And I'd come back to my appointments with tan lines. I'm like, did you travel? I'm like, I did. I'm sorry. Yes. I was surfing with the sharks. I'm sorry. sorry. My (laughs) adrenaline is like still pumping from from the the snake I just touched. (laughs) And then once the chemo that you took, was it IV or was it tablet? No, it was IV. IV. Yeah, it was IV. It was every three weeks. Oh, okay. Um, So you would get the chemo and then you would spend a week feeling like complete crap. And then after you'd feel normal. So you had a two week period before your next one kind of where you can. So in those two weeks, I would book, I would do whatever I could do wow. um, and just get out, go do something. Um, yeah. So it was, it was definitely a wild time, but going back to your question of, did I do these things to find myself? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Found myself, found who I wanted to be, but also you're at a point of like, man, if I really do die, am I happy? Mm. Am I really happy with, you know, the life that I've, the love I've shown? I've never told more people how I actually feel. You know, I, I now kind of don't have a filter, Yeah. you know, where if, if I feel a type of way, I need to talk about it. I don't fester things. I don't know how to do that anymore because it's, I just feel like you need to know you, I need to tell you because tomorrow might not happen. Yeah. So mm. I think in that journey on my maybe second year is when I started discovering dentistry and I fell in love with it through my parents. 
and my grandfather was uh, the dean of dentistry uh, in Serbia. So he run he ran the faculty of dentistry and uh, for dental technicians there. So he was a well known you know professor and all these things. And my father and mother met in dental school. I said, you know what, I gotta I gotta learn this stuff, and I failed. Oh, I failed. I was, you know, in the beginning, I was selling night guards. And I was like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, so that's, that's why you knew so much about night guards yeah. the other day. Because <laughs> that was the first thing I had my grip on, you know, that I kind of understood. I was like, oh, we, we sell Whew, implants was like tough for me for to get to, you know. So I've been spending, I don't know, let's say now the past seven years just learning, running, doing. I, I watch podcasts and go to shows and ODA and I go to the courses that dentists go to and I sit chair side assistants because the people that I surround myself, especially you, Irene, I remember I came up to you and I said to you, I just need, I don't know what it was. I was telling you something and you were so kind. You said, here are all my books and you gave me (laughs) your entire set of books. I gave her, I gave her not just books. uh, Sorry. Yes. No, I mean, just to, to a random person learning something for the first time, it's just books, but to like, uh, to, to the high achievers, I gave her all of the occlusion and restorative coist binders from the John, from John, from the center facility in Seattle. Before yeah. it went to iPad. So before Kois had his own um, like app, yeah. uh, everything was in a binder and you would go to Occlusion One and you would get the stack of binders. So I have all of those binders and I don't know how, this was when we reconnected yeah. and you were kind of telling me about all of the things you were like wanting to learn about. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, hey, I've got some cool things. So I, I invited Anna over to our house and just like through probably about 45 pounds of knowledge, literally yeah, in binder literally. form. <laughs> and I said, here you go. And, you know, like two years later, I got it back, but it, cause it takes that long it to go took through me it all. a long time. Yeah, yeah, it did. But you know what? I'm forever grateful for, see, for stuff like that, for you, you know, and for people like that who see opportunity in others that want to learn, that want to grow. Cause now I can sit here and tell you all about, you know, the buckle side and I know all about the, you know, strong implants and the yeah. materials and what I'm using and how I'm, I actually yeah. know how to make a crown That's and cool. implant all of this stuff. So it's the growth is, is, is really impeccable. And I just want to keep growing. Yeah. That's very yeah. cool. Wow. Yeah. My question for you is, so stage four breast cancer, mm-hmm. uh, when, when that news came and, mm-hmm. and you're sitting there in the hospital, um, I mean, what were your first, what were your first thoughts? Oh, I was shocked. I was shocked, but I feel like I also kind of knew it was so weird. It was an outer, it, it was a, yeah, an outer body experience. And I just like, I was, I went alone because um, I didn't want to kind of sit there and now have to have all, worry about everybody else. You know, sometimes when mm. you're with other people, you have to worry how, I don't know how they feel, how are their reactions. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was more, um, I don't know, kind of just focusing. Yeah, it was, it was a shock. It was a shock. It was definitely a shock. I think the first like two weeks was definitely a shock. But then after that, you just have to realize where you are in life. Yeah. Yeah, and, and uh, along with that, I mean, this this is being told stage four. So mm-hmm. usually the yeah. the news is like the good news is like we caught it in the earlier stages. Like right. it had spread to lymphatics. So 
were there conversations about like this, this could be life-threatening. We don't know. I mean, what, what was that? Oh Oh yeah, for sure. I had a great team. Shout out to Dr. Zong and Dr. War from Princess Margaret. I think they're amazing doctors and surgeons. Um, yeah, I had a great team. They they did like a little bit of a study, I think, with their whole group facility because I was so young. I don't think they have dealt with, you know, I'm sure they've dealt with young people, but not in my without scenario. Family history mm-hmm. without any. Yeah, other. I was a special case, a yeah. special person. So I had a wonderful, wonderful team. And I think that the team that I had really put everything they knew I think it kind of like got them excited. Mm. You know, when you love what you do, like, oh, kind you see dentistry and you're like, a little oh. bit morbid, just a tiny it's bit. It's a little bit. morbid, but yeah. <laughs> you know, when you have yeah. like that nasty plaque and they're taking off that, that chunky stuff off yeah. and you're like, yes, that's so gross. So the yeah. pus is going <laughs> yeah. and it gets you going. I look at pus videos. I'm like, oh, I love it. <laughs> so I feel like I was that person, you know, where it's like, oh, how do we, tackle this the best way possible. Well, everything that I identified as a woman was stripped away. Yeah. So I think that like kind of was the rude awakening because it's like, oh, I lost the sense of possibly having children. I lost my period. I lost my boobs, my hair, Mm -hmm. my eyelashes, my nails, Mm -hmm. my sense of touch. I mean, taste, sorry. It's like, okay, so who am I now? I'm just this skeleton. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what? No, I'm going to be the best once everything comes out of here. I'm just going to throw myself into dentistry. And that was my main goal and just learn as much as I can. And now I'm getting, you know, now I'm doing full mouth restorations and seeing someone smile and have that feeling of I'm helped make that Mm -hmm. is honestly the most rewarding feeling in the world. And I think I, I feel like maybe that's how my cancer doctors feel, you know, like, wow, I helped this person, you know, after a checkup, when they see you and you're smiling and you're amazing and your hair starts growing. And I went through all these phases. Now I know every haircut you can possibly think of. Right. (laughs) Did you do any funky haircuts? I did. I did a mohawk. I cut my own stuff. So it was like, you know, I I did the mohawk stuff. I did, it was growing. So I, I did the, the bobs and the male men have it hard, bald men have it really hard in winter it really? is cold really it mm. is really cold oh <laughs> yeah. wow yeah huh. i didn't see you don't know katrina's got a lot of fur i do yeah it keeps you warm it gets really yeah, cold well, you lose your body there. heat from yeah. your head right yeah yeah any other side effects that you noticed that have persisted i think the tiredness was the main one yeah i yeah the tiredness like, like for us as clinicians what should we be looking for in patients that come in when we're reviewing medical history? Like I do a head, I had a funny thing that happened yesterday. So um, I've found oral cancer in 13 years, three times. Mm. Um, and it persisted from twice from a head and neck exam and one from visually palpating um, underneath the tongue. Um, and I had a patient yesterday and I get this all the time. No one ever has taken my blood pressure before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No one's ever checked my neck before. That's so the most asked, thorough exam I've ever right, gotten. Right? I asked mm-hmm. for permission and I asked for permission to check their lymph nodes and their thyroid. And then, you know, it's the, oh, this is like a mm-hmm. massage. Da, da, da. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, what I, half the time I don't really know what I'm feeling. I'm just feeling because you don't learn in school. You don't learn 
what an abnormality what is. Abnormal. is. Abnormal. Yeah. You, you see a photo of abnormal and then you learn what within normal limits is. So mm-hmm. then, you know, it's within normal limits, within normal limits, a hundred patients within normal limits. And then there's that one where you're like, I don't know what this is. It feels mm-hmm. like marble or it feels like a grape or it feels like mm-hmm. a pea. Mm-hmm. Um, so aside from that, like, what should we ask questions about the frequently being tired. The tumor doesn't hurt. So the tumor pressing it, it doesn't hurt. A cyst hurts. Right. Mm. So that's a good kind of little indication. So a cyst moves. The tumor doesn't really move. Now, I'm not a doctor. This is what happened to me. So I don't want to sit here and say this isn't maybe the case for everybody. But, you know, through my experience of what I've experienced, the tumor itself no matter which way I kind of tried to move it around, it didn't move and it didn't hurt. I had no pain. Hmm. The only pain I had was the surgery pains that I went through and the actual aftercare chemo. So during, during cancer, you, that's why people I think don't, under, don't detect it in time is because there's really no pain. Mm-hmm. And we usually think, oh, I have a tooth pain, I'm going to go to a dentist. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have, you know, back pain, I'm going to go to a, something. So with cancer, you're just like, oh, well, how do I know when to go? Right. Because there's certain cancers have different signs and symptoms. And oh, yeah. Have pain, but in a different way. Yeah, yeah, but for, for sure. breast cancer. For my, like, in my case, in I would say. Case. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't say for every case, maybe some other people experience different things. But in my personal case, I had no pain. So that's how I kind of, you know, and then after that, I had some cysts on my armpits and I was like, oh my God, it's back. No way. Mm. I was freaking out. And the lady, you know, that did my thing, she said, it hurts you, right? And that's when she was like, calm down. It's a cyst. It's okay. Did so, you have to have them removed? No, no, they went away. It's, oh. it's just because um, my lymphatic system on my uh, right side was kind of shaven down. Um, it's kind of hard for me to... Detox the way that I filter, yeah, filter it out. So sometimes they get inflamed, and Mm. I've learned to kind of accept that that's what it is. Mm. Your mind is very powerful. You can go down the rabbit hole, and Mm -hmm. I believe that all of us go down a rabbit hole, and that's that's normal. That's human behavior. You just got to identify that you are going down the rabbit hole, and what do you want to achieve going down the rabbit hole? Do you want to put yourself down in a negative place, or do you want to step out and say, oh, shit, I'm in a rabbit hole, I'm getting out? Yeah. That's it, mm-hmm. right? So you need to kind of, I think that's the only advice I can give because the mind is such a powerful tool, and mm-hmm. I think we forget, we get so in, wrapped up in day-to-day life that we forget the little things of saying, hey, you're doing great today. Yeah. Uh, So we have a, you know, with our listener base, like we have people that, you know, certainly may not be necessarily experiencing what you walked through at such a young age and such a pivotal moment in your life. But, you know, for people who are experiencing like right now with everything that's happening, uh, you know, across the globe, um, you know, Mm -hmm. people that are experiencing challenges in their relationships or, you know, the the death of a loved one. um, You know, I think everybody has their own perception is reality and we all have our own like challenges and things that we're walking through. So um, what would you say if you had to list off like a few resources or things for people that are in a situation where they, they don't want to go down that rabbit hole and they, they want to kind of come out the other side. Um, What are some resources or some things that you would suggest to, to our listeners? Yeah, I would say, I think the ritual of, I know this is very holistic, but maybe a saging ritual. Wait, okay, what lavender. is this? I've heard of saging okay. rituals. Is that like smudging? It's thing, no, it's a thing where you burn the sage. That's called smudging, isn't it? Is it? 
I, I don't know. Maybe in Arizona. When you burn sage and then you like move it all around like the entryways of your house? Is that what we're I would about? just, I just put it, I don't even do it to that extreme. I just oh. light it for scent. What's the, I oh, what's the significance of it? It's like a purifying cleansing. So what I do is whenever I feel very heavy and I feel down and I feel like I'm not in a good place, I identify myself and I say, Anna, you're not in a good place. Your headspace is wrong. Let's cleanse it. Mm-hmm. So I'll light up a sage. And to me, it's like, you're powerful. You're beautiful. You got this. Stay positive. And then I put it out. I put some lavender. I'll put a calming you know, music, some sort of song or music, whatever works for me in that moment. And then I'll either indulge in something that I know I shouldn't be indulging in. Like, you know what? You Maybe you deserve that ice cream. Hey, that glass of wine is beautiful today and you deserve it. You did a great job. So I sort of praise myself. We have to remember, um, my advice is we have to remember we talk to ourselves more than anybody else in this world. Absolutely. There is nobody on this planet that talks to you the more, as much as you talk to yourself. Mm -hmm. So whatever you're telling yourself Mm -hmm. is what you believe and what you will become and who you will be. So if you look at yourself in the mirror and say, oh, no, not today. You're depressed. Shit is hitting the fan. Life sucks. I lost my job. I lost a loved one. But the next five minutes, no, because I control me. Mm. I am in control, Mm. right? So you you can differentiate that, and that's how you step out of the rabbit hole. You have to realize I'm my best friend. So you can nope. you can physically stand in front of the mirror and stare at yourself. Oh yeah, I yell at myself all the time. Oh yeah, I'll take even my lip liner sometimes, and I'll just write "Love yourself" on my mirror. That's so amazing. I can't you do know. that. Maybe it's, not, it, not that but I it's can. true. I just haven't. What's yeah, amazing about try. it? It's the concept of like you have control. I feel like it's that sometimes we feel like there's an external locus of control around us. Like we don't have control over these things. And yeah. I know for me, like I, I find so much comfort in moments like that. Um, when I've experienced my own personal tragedies mm-hmm. where it's like, you know what the universe, you know, a higher power, like whatever it is that you believe in or don't believe you, know, whatever that yeah. is. And I don't, uh, that's a whole other program for another day, but mm-hmm. whatever it is that you believe in like that, there's, there are things that are completely out of our control, but yeah. there are things that are within our control. Exactly. Like what I do today, what I do to your point in the next five minutes, mm-hmm. right? Like those are things that I have control over how I speak to myself, the kindness that I give myself. Like yeah. those are all things that I have control over. Mm-hmm. And I, and I think we forget that sometimes. I think when we are I hit with tragedy, it. we feel like we're lost. Like this tragedy is completely taken over and I no longer have any control. And mm-hmm. what you did by eat, pray, love, and like <laughs> traveling to all of these amazing places. And like, I'm going to Amsterdam and, and living life in a moment when life was on the table for you, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like yeah. living life through like knowing, not knowing if that was going to be an option for you is, is such a, a beautiful thing. And, and what an amazing set of takeaways that you've had from that. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah, it was, it was really, it was fun. And I would, I would do it again. I really would. And I know that sounds super crazy, but I just think that um, it would really. Would you do anything differently? <sighs> would I do anything I mean, yes and no. Uh, yes would Obviously, be you, me. Can't, you can't control the cancer. Yeah, so, yeah. I, no, 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 I would have it again. You would? Yeah, I would go back in time. I wouldn't take it away. Really? I wouldn't take, because wow. I think that the lesson I was given, I think that there's a reason I survived. There's mm-hmm. a reason I survived, and there's a reason 
I am on this planet to make a change to whether it's to a million people or to five people um, or even this podcast, one person, um, I'm here for that. And I think, I think there, I was chosen. I think I was chosen and I, I would definitely not take that back because that was one of the hardest things I've had to do. And they say the bigger the fall, the greater, you know, the rise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was a really, that was a, you know, you see at 24, 25 is when people start dating, they start going out 26, 27, they're already in their relationships. They're talking about things. I'm like 29 trying to get out of a hospital. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So now I'm, you know, okay, what's my goal now? Maybe I'll start dating again. Maybe I'll start doing something, but I'm at, I'm now at 33 and I'm starting to do the things that people were doing at 24, but in a different mindset. If that kind of makes sense, I don't know how to explain. Yeah. Oh, no, you're right. Yeah. Okay. So what's, do. what's next? What's, um, yeah. where, where are we going now? What, what does the future hold for you? Oh, that's a fun question. Um, I am growing the lab, which is wonderful. I've started, you know, just so getting just myself to, out I don't want, there. I don't mean to interrupt you, but I'm going to preface your mm-hmm. lab a little bit. So yes, their lab, their lab is, when you think of a dental lab, you normally think of like uh, some grimy place that's like super dirty with like a Yeah, has some like, like weird, like old right. man with like scraggly hair, like in the corner. Right. Yes, yes, Very, like a Harley Davidson jacket <laughs> with like a beer belly. Taking a smoke break. <laughs> yeah, in the back with like grease all over his hands. <laughs> yeah, so when you think of like a, like a, I don't know, that's what I think about and, and perhaps that's because that's always been the lab that we've worked with. Like I remember the ortho office that I worked in, the lab, <laughs> the guy's name was Al and he would like hand deliver the cases, our ortho cases. And that was Al. He was like scruffy haired, long haired dude with a big beard and a big beer belly. And he'd come in with like ripped greasy jeans. And that was Al and fast service, great uh, ortho product that he delivered, but it was never like the epitome of beauty or precision or I, I could never really use the word hmm, elegant when I yeah. discussed their lab, but it served its purpose, right? They got things in and out quickly and efficiently. Um, but Anna's lab is more boutique. So it's um, more time spent in, in on cases and in precision and custom painting, uh, custom glazing, custom design. Wow. Work. And it's more, um, I don't know how to describe it. It's more bespoke. Is that a good word? Oh, that's a good word. Great. That's yeah. a great word. So, so like, like your delivery comes in in like a beautiful like black bag. It actually comes it in a really nice bag. Yeah, yeah it does. Yes, <laughs> yes queen. Yeah. Yes. So the packaging is, be- I'm all about, you know, putting the packaging, the stand yeah. all nice. Like, right. Yeah. yeah it's so a it's, whole it's, thing. It's, it's, um, a, it's obviously a smaller lab, but way more intricate. Um, and way more time spent on design work and on the final product. Which yeah. is what so, you want in a lab, right? Like you want that right. high quality. You want that attention to detail. Right, right. And that's, so we've picked two labs to work with. Anna's lab, which you were like the first person that I called once we were ready to start seeing patients. I'm like, we've got two crowns that are probably coming in next week. Like yeah. we need to get you to come in to talk to our doc. And um, so we've got Anna's lab that is more of the higher quality customized work. And then we've got our other lab that's like quicker ortho stuff, space maintainers, retainers, whatever, like the the lower price point items. But yeah, um, yeah so I, I wouldn't like, I don't even want to call your lab a lab because it's not a lab. It's like, <laughs> like art, it's like an artisanal design. It's a dental design. art boutique. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I it and it's, it's so funny because I'm, I'm such a, I pay attention to the little details. So, you know, for instance, last year, 
all my clients, I look at in their Instagram and if they have kids, I made like Christmas little balls with their kids' initials. You know, That's like, cute. yeah, I'll do little things. Lou, you know. you're going to get a Christmas Blue. ball this year. Yes. <laughs> One last thing that I want to ask you about. Um, mm -hmm. I've noticed that you've been talking about some like specific products a little bit more. Is that like a new business thing that you're doing these days? Like I get a lot of patients that ask me about oil pulling. That could be a whole nother topic for another day. Yeah. But then I yeah. saw you post something about this like coconut oil infused mm -hmm. oil pulling essential oil mouthwash thing. Yeah. yeah. Tell me about this. What is it called? It's, it's Duogranix. Duogranix? What is that? They're a UK brand and they're completely organic, cruelty-free, animal-free, um, vegan, and they're dental products. So as much as I want to be, well, I want to learn as much as I can, again, saying with dentistry. So I'm partnering up with different companies. I have a newsletter. So what I do is I reach out to different companies and I ask them if they'd like to either sponsor, be a part of something, talk about their products, and I'd like to introduce it. So Geo Organics is a great brand for that. I, I think they're a great brand because all of their, all their ingredients literally are listed on their website, plus where they source them. Mm -hmm. So everything is listed there. And I think in dentistry, that's important. That's an, it's a different niche. It's a, it's, it's fun. It's interesting. Kind of like cocoa floss, like cocoa floss is fun. I love yeah. their hibiscus floss. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> just a little just love everything about you. You're doing it just all right. So good. Thank you. Yeah. Love, love that for you. Amazing. Well, any other, other any further questions, Katrina, before we do the thing? No, I, I mean, I honestly, I just, I want to say thank you so much for sharing your, sharing your story, being open. Um, yep. and, and you're, I, I mean, I can even just feel your energy, like through the computer, like you just, you have such a beautiful, like, um, aura of abundance and just like love and you know, those, Aww. I, I yeah. really do. It's Please, true. It's, it's like a virtual it's hug, like a virtual hug, everybody. You know, <laughs> I think I, I am confident that m at least one person is going to be listening to this on their drive to work. And they're going to hear your words and they're going to go, you know what? Like, you're right. Like I, I need to cut the shit and I, I just, yeah. I, need, I need to love myself and I need to honor what I'm doing. And, um, those are things that we don't talk about a lot in dentistry. It's like, everything's fine. You show up and you're like, <laughs> but like you're there and you're like, any changes to your health history, you know, but you like, you yeah. feel like a shell of a human on yeah. the inside, you know? And and what you've done is you've created this just like beautiful idea that um, it's, it's, everything is figure outable and, you know, we can get through this if, and your mind is such a powerful, you know, uh, um, driver for us moving forward in that. So thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for being vulnerable. Thank you for answering, you know, our questions. I, I, all of us like want to know, like, I, I've never had a baby. Like when, when friends like give birth, I'm like, what is it like to have a baby? Like, did you poop? What's like, what was on? it like? You know? <laughs> you know? So like, thank you for answering our questions about that because of it's, course. It's, it's, those yeah. are, it's a very intimate and vulnerable thing to be yeah. able to do. So thank you for peeling those layers back for us. And thank you so um, much for asking the questions. Thanks for, you know, being for even wanting to know that's a big yeah. thing for even listening. Thank you for your time because no, to give you. that time to listen is also a big deal. Yeah, yeah, we appreciate it. And I think it's important for us as dental people and dental professionals to realize that the people that we work with, that we create beautiful smiles with have stories too. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's not just the guy at the lab that brings you your case. Um, that person has a story and has a family and has had shit happen to them too. So it's like, you know, it, we're so easy to blame someone like, 
oh, the lab fucked up this crown again, or like the margin doesn't fit, or it's yeah. too tight, or, um, you know, and you, you forget that, yeah, maybe it was your prep that wasn't so good, or maybe yeah. the assistant that poured that model didn't pour it properly, or maybe the scan was distorted, mm-hmm. or the saliva was all over the place and your PVS impression sucked. Yeah. Like maybe it, it, we're very easy to blame people, but I, I think that it's important that we realize that, you know, as in dentistry, we are a family, mm-hmm. even though we don't see each other. If we send a little box back and forth, like the person that opens that box on the other end is a real live human being with a story. And yeah. um, perhaps this might be the opportunity for, I don't know, is it a bad thing to like invite your lab friends or peeps to your holiday mixer in your office or like send them a thank you card? Cause labs send us thank you cards mm-hmm. and specialists yeah. send us thank you cards, but perhaps yeah. this might be like a Hey, it's the holiday season. I'm going to send my lab like a thank you, an edible arrangement or whatever. Yeah. Like, thank you for you know the 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 work, right? Yeah, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just mm-hmm. that's just the the perspective. That's that very well said. That's these very days, well said. Right? Yeah, because it's yeah. it's true. We often do uh, kind of forget the other in the, side in a midst yeah. in the midst of all of the craziness that happens in our nine to five thirty a.m.s at the office <laughs> you mean the 12 hour days <laughs> I was just gonna say <laughs> you came up with that term of like nine to five because i don't know working in dentistry i've never worked a nine to five i work no. like a 6 30 a.m when you texted right. me and you told me that you told me that you saw a patient at 6 30 in the morning i threw up a little yeah bit. no that's like, like, that's like a norm but the really? sun the sun rises in phoenix at like five eight like you're like awake like there's no way that you can be like Sleeping through you the need sun. some blackout curtains, boo. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's getting this baby in the off at six a.m. That six a.m. patient is never gonna come back if they see me at six a.m. <laughs> Can you imagine their Google review? They're like, the hygienist was sleeping, <laughs> sleepwalking, <laughs> asleep. Oh my gosh! All right, Anna, thank you so much. We love you and appreciate you. Thank um, you. Great. Before you run, I don't know if you know this, but we're called the Tooth or Dare podcast I for do. a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, Katrina and I take the opportunity to do a little rock paper scissors at the end, and whoever the um, loser is goes up against you. I mean, we're both winners, but whoever loses the rock okay. paper scissors goes up against you. Um, and then you can decide whether you choose uh, to accept a tooth or a dare, or you can dish out a tooth or a dare to um, the the loser of the two. So Ooh. in the meantime, while Katrina and I set up our rock, paper, scissors, armamentarium. Hold on, I'm going to um, get this on arm- Armamentarium. <laughs> armamentarium. Uh, the rest of you people that are listening to this need to follow us on Instagram. You can follow me, Irene, at toothlife.irene. You can follow Katrina at the Dental Wine Genist. You can follow Anna at M-W-L-B-Y-A-N-A. Um, and of course, you have to follow the podcast at Tooth or Dare Podcast to watch this, if it's potentially a dare, go down. Are you ready? I'm, I'm, ready. I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm I mean? ready. I'm ready. I'm okay. ready. You're ready. All right. Okay. I'm nervous. Are you nervous? Are you sweating? Okay. Yeah, kind of Are a little bit. Sweating? I'm Are sweating you... with my aluminum Your deodorant. Aluminum deodorant. <laughs> <laughs> Your toxic deodorant. Okay, ready? Rock. Rock. Paper. Paper. Scissors. scissors. Shoot. Okay. Oh. She changed it at the last minute. No, I was down here and then I went up. Like I, I did that. Uh, so I lost again because I'm a loser. Um, Anna, would you like to accept a tooth or a dare? A tooth gets done now. A dare gets posted to social media. Or would you like to dish? Ooh, I would like to take the dare. <gasps> oh. Is that okay. a good or a bad thing? That's a good. That's a That's good, a good no, thing. Yeah. So, Come on. We didn't do this for no dare. You're going to do, you're going to do, do you have TikTok? I do have TikTok. Okay. So you're going to use an audio that I'm going to send you. Um, <laughs> and the audio is, it's like a strut. 
audio. Oh. So you're going to do it at the lab. Oh, so you're okay. going to like get someone to hold your phone or set it up. And it's mm-hmm. uh, it's a, it's a video, like a, an actual TikTok. Not, it's not a dance, but it's like a thing. Oh, um, so I don't want to tell anyone what it is, but like, I'll share it with you. And I think you'll think it's really cute. And you're going okay. like, to rock it in some heels. Yes. <laughs> and, heels and scrubs. Yeah. Yes, do, you ha- queen. do you have scrubs? I do. Yeah. Okay. So, yes. have you, okay, okay. so I'll tell everyone what it is. Have you seen that TikTok where someone's sitting in the chair and they're wearing scrubs and then they take like a pair of lubes and then they flip the shoe up and as they flip it up, it goes on their foot and then they go into like a ball gown. Oh, kind of yes. Like, yes. Okay. So yes. that's the TikTok that I want you to do. But Ooh, I like that. Do you accept? I accept. Awesome. Oh, okay. Yay. Peace. She accepted. We're going to do this. Um, so you'll film it's this and down. you'll keep it in your back pocket until this episode airs. And then within seven days of the episode going up, we will post that to all of our, all of our things. Ooh, all fun, so fun. thanks, Anna. Thank, thank you for sharing my story. Love you. Katrina. I love you. So much love. I love. Snoring in the background. Love you and your yeah. stinky little doggies because they're also freaking cute. Babies. I know. No, I love them. My baby's chewing on a shark. Is he chewing on a McBone? All of the all of the toys in the world. He gets a bark box. He gets like yeah. all of the treats, and he chews on this freaking shark from IKEA. There was a dollar ninety nine. Can we just talk about simple life right there? See? Better than um, my dog Huey that found a dead bird outside and brought that in and <laughs> left it. It's on my Instagram story, so check oh, it out. It's for it's you, so Mom. Great. It's a present for you. No, it's not. It was a dead bird that was but like it, the I head was slightly for you, decapitated. Mom. I brought it for you. Okay. All right, everyone. Thanks again for tuning in. Peace Thank out, you. peeps. Love ya. Cheers. On the flippity. On the (laughs) flippity. All right, peeps. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of the Tooth or Dare podcast. Happy Thanksgiving from your Canadian Mm -hmm. friend over here. Um, And Katrina. Happy Dental Dog Day. In my world. Don't yeah, dog day in your world. Let us let us know how your, your little I will. do. I will. I'll show you the extracted cool. teeth when I get them. Absolutely. So fun. Sure. And okay. thank you to Anna for letting us be a part of her world. She's amazing. And um, and we hope that you guys really enjoyed the episode. Yes. Thank you. See you later, peeps. Bye. Peace out. On the flippity flip. Flippity flip. <laughs> I just, do you ever choke on your own spit? No. <laughs> like you're like... <laughs> And then you're like, oh no. Is that too loud? I'm I'm drinking a um Viognier Chenin Blanc blend. Um, Katrina, which, Katrina uh, is a sommelier. Oh. Not we're doing such a good job of pronouncing that. Sommelier. So, not to be so, not to be um mistaken with Somalian pirates, which we right. learned <laughs> in our last episode are actually a real thing. Oh. From the from the semen that we interviewed. Oh Lord, here we go. Okay, but let's let's do a cheers, everybody. Yes, okay. cheers, cheersing. Yes. Yeah. Very lucky, I would say. You know, especially with my mind. and there was some cute nurse men there. Yeah, oh, I did have a yes. time. I did. Like, I'll take another popsicle I, during yeah. my. I was like, listen, we're know. cutting these off. Take a good look. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> He's like, you're not supposed to take your underwear off. I'm like, oh, oh, oh sorry. <laughs> so funny see if he had them chopped off that'll be so nice for him oh he doesn't have his anymore he could really use some balls no you're gonna get your balls back (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I got you on the balls. Oh. <laughs> oh, the earth doesn't want doesn't want to be dug in Arizona. <laughs> but you have a pool. <laughs> That's for me to know and for you to find out, Irene. How many of your stray dogs did you give shovels to? That's why she keeps like adopting. That's what I dogs. do. Yeah, yeah, she I do. I need somebody to, pool. to dig. Darby, get the shovel. <laughs> she throws the bones in there. <sighs> the reality is, my dogs are all lazy, and none of them work. Um, <laughs> they're all laying um, in my office right now as we speak. Yeah.